the first part is to reduce and eliminate the shame and the guilt that comes with it. Because being tired is one thing and being tired usually just affects like you, honestly. I mean, you can think that it's affecting everyone around you, but you're the one who it, it hurts the most. Motherhood is beautiful yet challenging. You may be feeling lost in motherhood, but I'm here to tell you that no matter what season of motherhood you find yourself in, every mom has a unique journey that is worth experiencing. So if you are a mom feeling overwhelmed, are struggling with mom guilt, want to be more confident and are looking for ways to find you again, know that you are not alone. Every mom will come away with connection, knowledge, and tangible tools to integrate into her own motherhood experience. You deserve to be confident in motherhood with all of your experiences that make you who you are. So let's get started on being real, vulnerable, and step into community with each other. This is Experience Motherhood. Hi, and welcome to Experience Motherhood podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be talking all about parenting when you are tired and specifically when you may have a health condition that contributes to your exhaustion. So I have the privilege of speaking with Abby Rose Green today. Abby, thank you so much for being here. And I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. Hello. Yes, this is a very exciting interview because it's not one that I speak about often, but it's something that I experience every single day and that's being tired. And I think that it's just relatable. So many women are walking around right now. They are feeling burned out. They are feeling fatigued. They are feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Maybe it's from a health condition like how I have. So I have Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid condition um, and thyroid conditions affect 40% of women over 40. So it's way more common than I thought, but I was walking around thinking that something was wrong with me thinking that I wasn't doing something right, thinking that I should be doing more or less of something. And in reality, it's just figuring out how can I be more in alignment every single day? And I think we're going to be talking a lot about that today on the podcast. Um, I do run two of my own businesses, the Herself podcast, which is for mothers who really don't want to lose their identity when they reach motherhood. And then we run the Pursuing Her Purpose business as well with two of my co-founders. And that is a business really helping women get one step ahead of where they are in in life and business by helping them create their own online businesses. That sounds so amazing. And I have had the privilege already of meeting you in one of those businesses on pursuing her purpose. And it's been so fun, so much learning and so much growth already. So I'm so excited to have you. I would love to hear just a little bit more of how you kind of traveled on that journey of figuring out that there was some kind of health condition going on and not just those everyday exhaustion moments, you know, having children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm a mom of three and in the middle of the pandemic, we, that's when we got pregnant with our third baby. So just before the pandemic hit, we found out we were pregnant and then I was going through all the prenatal testing and all that stuff during the pandemic. And I'm a person, just a little bit of backstory. I had perfect attendance in school from first grade through senior year. Like I did not get sick. I was one of those people that everyone around me would be getting the flu or getting strep throat or just coughing. And I just wouldn't get it. And I, I blamed it, or I guess I attributed it to growing up on a farm and I was just in dirt all the time and just out in the field. But I realized that even people who were never sick, you're not invincible. Like it can 
hit you at some point. And during the pandemic, I mean, your listeners know it was a stressful time in different ways for every human being. We all went through the pandemic a little bit differently. Mine also came with a special needs diagnosis. So at week 20 of my anatomy scan, I went in for one of my first prenatal appointments because of the pandemic. And we found out that our baby was going to be born with Down syndrome. So on top of my entire job changing, I also went part-time at work. We had started the Herself podcast, the pandemic hit, we got the Down syndrome diagnosis. All of a sudden we weren't able to see anybody because of the pandemic, no support was there. I mean, I was in that appointment by myself. My husband wasn't even there because of all of the COVID protocols. So it was just so much stress all at once. And I didn't work through it. And I think that's very common for mothers. We sweep things under the rug or we think that we're okay, or we have to put on a brave face in order to be there for our partner, be there for our children, be there for our employees or our coworkers. And what happened is that it manifested in my body. And not that it was my fault for getting an autoimmune condition like Hashimoto's, but our bodies keep the score. And if you keep on pushing something down, it will show up and manifest in other ways. And an autoimmune condition like Hashimoto's, the whole point is to slow you down. That's the entire point is to bring down your metabolism, bring down your energy, help you feel just more settled so you're not go, go, going. And because I wasn't allowing myself to stop, my body created it itself. And that's where my Hashimoto's really started. And I've been dealing with it for, yeah, about three years now, two and a half to three years. Wow. That is an incredible story and so relatable. You know, I, a couple things that really stood out to me, you know, of course we were all, you know, present during that COVID pandemic, but the things that you had to go through as far as all the business things, and then to get a diagnosis for your third child by yourself. I mean, wow, that would have been really tough. You know, one thing that you really said that stood out to me too, was, you're right. There's this idea in our culture, right. Of having to sacrifice almost everything for ourselves as moms in order to help everybody else, whether it's the kids or your spouse or work or whatever it is. And that, that idea can be crushing sometimes. Right. And it certainly took a toll. It sounds like on you and your body's exactly you're, you're spot on, right. The body keeps the score and that is so true. And now you're in a sounds like a journey of trying to figure out your own balance between how can I still, you know, be all of these things to these businesses and to yourself and to your kids and husband and, and at the same time, take care of your health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is this balance. And as an Enneagram three, somebody who loves to achieve someone who loves to just have a to-do list, check it off, writing things down just to check them off at the end of the day at some points. I'm a person who, and I know that a lot of people are listening, are the exact same way, where it feels good to work. Resting, relaxing, it almost is uncomfortable, but I've grown to figure out how to make rest be productive. Rest is the work. Rest is the thing that we need sometimes more than anything else. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, how did you kind of reframe that mindset. You know, if you were going, 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 you never got sick growing up and you're kind of a high achiever, right? How do you switch your mindset when you are tired? But let's say your kids still are coming to you to need things, right? Everybody still needs something from you at home and at work. And 
just relationally. Mm -hmm. And people say like, don't pour from an empty cup. And I know that's a saying that's been around forever and ever. So like, let's reframe with that because you honestly can't give anything if you aren't getting your needs met. So it started off by me literally having self-care on my to-do list. And when I say self-care, it started off as drink water, eat lunch, pack a good breakfast if you can't have breakfast in the morning. It was things that were so simple, but if I could cross it off, if I could see it and then cross it off, it felt productive. It felt like I was doing something. So just like responding to emails or being on a podcast interview, eating lunch was equally as important. It took the exact same amount of crossing off the list in order for my mind to be like, yes, this is something I need to do. This is something I should be doing. This is something that feels good for me. So if you're a person that you're like, ah, I know that I should be getting more exercise in or eating healthy or going to sleep earlier. And if you're a person who likes lists, that's a really great place to start. It then becomes a habit. So then you start to crave it a little bit. So right now, um, for instance, I will go for a walk or something, do something for myself in between work and picking up my kids. And I start to crave it. Like at 4.15, 4.30, my body starts to be like, okay, Abby, shut down your laptop. Like it starts to get almost anxious to be done with work, which that never happened before. I was like, I want 10 more minutes for work. I want 30 more minutes for work. But then your body starts to crave the thing that you should be doing or that you could be doing, I should say. Um, practice is what does it. And our bodies aren't going to become natural at anything unless we practice it. When people say, I'm a natural, it's because you've just done it so many times. <laughs> and so you can become that person that you want to be by simply practicing it over and over and over again. I love that. And it reminds me a lot. I'm in the middle of reading the Atomic Habits mm -hmm. book, right? Yeah. That's been around for a little bit and finally reading it myself now. But you're spot on, right? Like you can't get into those prioritizing your health and all of those things, right. Without just starting and then have making it a practice, right. Of practicing all of those important things that are going to benefit you moving forward. Right. Yeah. And I read or not fully read, but I go back to that book at least once a year. I mean, it's in here, it's over in our other room. It's one of those books that it's so easy to pick up and just get some information. And oftentimes I hear, Oh, Abby, it's just so repetitive. Like, how do you get through it? And I'm like, duh, guys, the whole point of it is for it to be repetitive. Yes. <laughs> like if it's repetitive, that's the whole point is that you're supposed to do something over and over and over again for it to become a habit. If you just hear it once and you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Chances that it leaves your mind and you don't actually do it are very, very high. Yes. So true. Yeah. You know, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I'm curious too. So you have multiple businesses, which is, you know, uh, definitely a high achieving kind of, you know, personality. I would love to hear, so you've talked about making those habits and those priorities happen to take care of your health and your self-care. What, what does that look like on a, you know, how did you create that? I guess, you know, how did you make that really happen? Right. Cause discipline is so hard. And so many of our listeners want to make time for that, right. Make time for that walk outside or even just sit down and eat lunch without maybe being on social media or whatever it is. Right. And that's so hard. And I'm curious if there advice or tips or tools you could help our listeners with. Yeah. It's mindset plus putting it into action. 
So you have to have the mindset as the base and then actually put into action to make it work. And I'm very fortunate. Both of my business partners also value rest and also value balance. It's actually one of the pursuing her purpose core values. Balance is one of them. And so we are all on board with making sure that we are living lives and creating lives that have that type of balance. And that's what we teach our students as well. Like there's no point into going into entrepreneurship for freedom and flexibility if you're just gonna be tied down to the work that you're doing. So some things that we can do and that you can do too is go for walks while you have meetings. So you'll see Amy and I out here walking around once, usually twice a day with having a walking meeting where we talk a little bit of personal and a little bit of work. We also like will actually sit down and eat lunch together. Like my phone isn't by me when I'm eating lunch. Like that's one thing that you can easily do is just put your phone a little bit away, put your laptop a little bit away, have that time before eating and nothing else. And then this one's going to be really hard because I'm a person who I love multitasking as well. And I'm a person who is quote unquote good at it. But that was one of the things that sunk me. And I can feel it on days where I'm like, you know what? I can multitask. And by multitasking, it might be like listening to a podcast that you have to be like in taking information to create something while checking emails and responding to emails, like that kind of multitasking. I'm not talking about the walk with a podcast. That is totally cool. But if you're trying to do two types of content, input, output things at the same time, even if you can do it, and even if you can do a good job, your body is stressed out. So what I found is that if I took one hour to do each of those things separately, I was saving hours on the back end instead of trying to rush them both into like a 20 minute period of time. Because for hours I was feeling fatigued. I was getting spacey. My brain fog was getting worse. And that's a really big part of thyroid conditions is brain fog. And that was one of the first things that I noticed. I was like, gosh, I used to be so sharp. What is going on? They're like, oh, it's just pregnancy. And then afterwards they're like, oh, it's just the newborn haze. And then when I had a one-year-old, they're like, oh, it's just, you know, just because you have three kids. I'm like, no, there, there's something more, you guys. I, I'm a sharp person, and this has happened for a year and a half now. Something is going on. So resisting the willingness, even if you have the ability to multitask, is a practice in presence. You will feel yourself becoming more present as a mom, which I think probably – I'm going to guess 99% of the people listening right now want to be more present with their family and with their life. And by not multitasking, that's one way that you can train your brain to do it. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that is so true and you're right. It's going to take effort and work. And I love what you said of just, yeah, you have to be intentional. So even if it is, you know, listening to that podcast and you're learning all this information and folding laundry or you know, cleaning or whatever the multitasking is, you're right. If you could separate that, that makes it a lot more intentional and you're giving it your full attention. So you really learn about things, right. Or you're getting your laundry done even faster, likely because you're just focused on it. Right. I love that. Um, so I want to move on a little bit and talk about just some other practical tools that you can give to, I want to speak to both moms who do maybe have health conditions, but I also want to speak to the moms who maybe are not dealing with that right now and, and have that struggle, but are still just tired and exhausted. You know, what would be, again, some more practical tools or advice that you could give to, you know, moms. And as we know, moms across the board are busy, whether or not you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, that is just almost part of the definition, right? Moms are busy. And how can we maybe reshape that or reframe that to be 
not a hundred percent of the time. Mm, yes. And the first part is to reduce and eliminate the shame and the guilt that comes with it. Because being tired is one thing and being tired usually just affects like you, honestly. I mean, you can think that it's affecting everyone around you, but you're the one who it, it hurts the most. But then when in your mind, you're like, oh, I should be spending more time with my partner. I should be doing more fun things with my kids. I should be planning more. I should be cooking more meals. I should be doing the laundry better. My house should be clean. Anytime you hear the word should, and I've even said that a few times and I've been like changing the word should because in our mind, when we hear the word should, it instantly is brought back to some kind of guilt or something you're doing wrong. And so when you hear yourself saying should, just be aware of it. Get quiet and listen to what you're actually saying. Like if you're saying I should have a cleaner house, it's like, okay, why is that? Why, why is it? Is it because messy house equals a messy mind? Because that, that's true. Is it because you want to have an Instagram worthy home where you can take photos of it and never looks bad? Okay, that, that, that's a reason. Is it because you want just things to not feel dirty and to be easier to grab? Okay, but what is it at the base? Because if you're like, I just want a clean house because I'm supposed to have a clean house, ditch it. Like ditch it. Like don't don't make that be one of your priorities. That's not something that you need to have. The whole the, there's a million shoulds in the motherhood world, especially right now with us being inundated by social media and us being able to see literally at our fingertips what everyone else's lives look like. So there's a million things we should be doing. We should all be um getting more degrees and being peaceful parents, and we should be going on nature hikes and getting our kids out of school early sometimes, but making sure that they stay in school, but also have mental health days. And it's like all these things you can't do everything at once. So figure out what is your value? What are the things you want to prioritize and go forward with those? Yes. Oh, so many good things. Yes. I a hundred percent agree. Everybody has to figure out, you're right, what their own value is, what their priorities are in their own family. And it is really challenging, right? Like you said, I mean, social media is a huge aspect of that, but even, you know, looking at that mom in the car line next, you know, next to your car and, you know, judging and criticizing maybe yourself of like, oh, well, my car doesn't look like that. Or my car's a disaster. It's messy. There's food all over, whatever it is. I think coming to terms with, you know what, you are your own person and that mom is her own person. And we all get to experience that differently. Right. And that's the beauty of it, that we can have similarities and differences and still cheer for each other on. And I, I love that. And that's really, um, the core value and mission for this podcast and for experienced motherhood. So I love that you brought that up because that's exactly what I want our listeners to really grasp today. I would love to know too, you know, what is your why in life, in motherhood, and how does this impact you think your experience in motherhood? And I know that's a really big question. So feel free to share as much or as little as you want. Yeah. And it's part of the tagline of the Herself podcast. And it's just getting one step further than we are today. And the reason I say one step is that so often, especially as an Enneagram three achiever, I'm looking at like 50 steps down the road and I'm focusing on that. And then I get overwhelmed and then I don't do that first step. But really where you are today was built on all of the little decisions that you've made up until this point. And where you're going to be in a year, in five years, in 20 years is gonna be built on all the little decisions you make from this second right now until then. 
So it's not black and white. It's not, I'm going to cut out all sugar and all carbs and exercise six days a week for 60 minutes and make sure to do this and make sure to do this. It's, it's what can I do right now? Can I go for a walk? Can I swap out the broccoli for the French fries? Can I eat that burger because I actually want that burger, even though my mind is telling me I should eat the salad, but I know I'm going to be so much happier if I choose the thing that I actually want to choose right now. And it's those little decisions to be like, okay, sometimes I need to listen to what my future self is saying. And sometimes that future self is saying, enjoy this life. And so often we can get into this pattern of doing things just to be perfect or just to do it right. And I'm telling you right now, sometimes the right move looks like just enjoying the heck out of this life that you've been given. Yes. I so love that. And again, it just brought me back to that building habits, right? And even if we're so exhausted in our day-to-day as moms, or even just in the general picture, whether we're dealing with a health condition also with, you know, our journey in motherhood, you know, I think you're right. It just takes those little, little steps, right? It doesn't need to be a massive change. You don't need to go out today unless you really want to and decide, you know what, I'm going to exercise for an hour every day, starting right now, you know, and that is a wonderful thing to do, but we want you to be successful. And that sometimes a lot of times starts with starting with very small, right? Making those small changes, maybe starting with that five minute walk. And then the next day do 10 minutes and then just increase. Right. So I love that you brought that up too. And, um, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So I'm also curious, I love to ask our guests on this podcast, you know, what has changed you most, you think in motherhood? It's the comparison, the comparison between my children. So, our first is very much like me. Our second is very much not like me. And so I notice myself comparing between the two being like, why aren't you like this? If I did this to have you go to sleep, why isn't it working with my second the exact same way? I also notice a lot of comparison between myself and my former self, which that is something that's hard. I mean, every single time that you become a mother to a new child, you change. And that child has a different mother than the one before you. So our first, for instance, she had all of our attention. It was two on one. Um, I had read all of the books. They were fresh in my mind. It took us a little bit longer to have Lucy as well. So I was just so, I felt like I was so fortunate with every single thing. If she stayed up a little bit later or she was crying in the middle of the night, I just felt so thankful. Like, at least I have this child. And then our second came out of the blue, like very early, first month trying. So very different experience. And I, we were in the middle of a basement remodel, like all the things were just like stacked against us. So waking up in the middle of the night, not as thankful when our then two-year-old would come into our room just when we put the baby down and would make loud noises, definitely got irritated. So it's just how, so different how that, that can be. And then bringing in our third who has special needs. I mean, he's on an entirely different timeline than a typical kid, much less than our other children. So he really taught me a lot about the whole point of comparing, like, like, where did that, where did that come from? And I know a lot of it's categorizing, like it's, it's, it's human nature to want to categorize, but let's use it for good. Let's use it for just stats. Like a red pencil isn't any better than a blue pencil. Somebody might like red more than blue, but doesn't make red any better than blue. And the same thing with children and the same thing with ourselves. Nothing is better than something else. It's just based on what you're prioritizing and what you're valuing. So just cut that comparison. Like just stop looking left, stop looking right, look inside and figure out what do you actually want out of this lifetime? 
Because when you're starting to get resentful or envious or frustrated with people around you, this is some tough love. And I'm sorry, but I needed to hear this much earlier in motherhood, so I'm saying it now. It usually starts with looking inside and being unhappy with something that's happening inside. And deep down, it's usually about your worth and not feeling worthy unless fill in the blank. And if you're not doing that fill in the blank, that's when a lot of these issues can arise. So just knowing that you are worthy, regardless of the output you put into this world, regardless of how tired you are, regardless of how clean your house is, how many home-cooked meals you have, how much exercise you've done, how perfectly you're doing X, Y, Z, you are worthy because you are you. And when you can believe that and really truly believe that, your whole life will automatically feel better. Yes. That is some hard truth to, to hear, but you're, you're right. You know, we often look to so many other things to fill that void in us, right. Of wanting to be worthy and feel that we're valued. And the truth is, is you already are. And we just got to look internally. And I love that you brought up that idea of comparison, even within yourself. And I don't think that's talked about as often, right. We're always talking about comparison to the outside world. But yeah, what if, what if it is really looking inward and, and being careful not to judge or criticize our former selves, right? That we were learning in that stage and that we're, we changed and we're growing and truthfully, we're always doing that, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're always mm-hmm. going to be moving forward and we're never going to be the same mom we are today. We're going to be different tomorrow and that's beautiful. And so we can take that and, and learn and keep learning, right? So Abby, I would love to know just where our listeners can get more from you and where they could find you. Yes. So on Instagram at Abby Rose Green, I share real life motherhood. I share my business adventures. And if you are into podcasts and want a little bit of business mindset, that's where Pursuing Her Purpose comes in. And then the Herself podcast is for really any mother trying to get one step further than they are today. Wonderful. Well, if you loved our conversation today, please subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And until next time, go experience motherhood.